Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord, so that we're able to understand and learn from it, Lord, so that we don't make the same mistakes, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the meaning of each word, Lord, so that we're able to understand everything, Lord, that we come across, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' somebody name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. So I'd like to thank you for joining us. And this morning, we are continuing our discussion in Acts chapter 25, verses 13 through 27. So if you're just joining us for the first time, or if you have been following along with us, we want to give you the time and opportunity to pause the episode now and to read that section of scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. Amen. So, at this time, I'm going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you or to ask any questions that you have. Who would like to begin? Well, I guess I will. All right, Charles. Something that the Lord was just showing me here was that we can see that we have been talking lately about how this was inside the will of God for Paul to eventually go to Augustus, um, who is the Caesar at this time. And we can see that exemplified when Felix said he has done nothing deserving of death. And now he was forced into this place by because of what Paul had done. Now he had to send him. And we can see that later inside of Acts that he originally wanted to let him go. And that's something that we constantly have to think about in our own lives. Not always do our actions force the Lord to bless us. Most times it forces the Lord to do the opposite, meaning that we put ourselves in a place where we're unable to be blessed. Something that you and mommy talk to us about all the time, Dad, is that we want to bless you, but you have to put yourself in the right positioning at the right time. We can see that throughout the Old Testament about how everybody had to be in their place at the right time in order to be able to do the what the Lord wanted them to do and to be blessed. Mommy we constantly talk about <laughs> Elijah with the brook. If he decided to stay by the brook waiting for some ravens to feed him after it dried up and the Lord told him to move on, he would have been a shriveled husk. Yes, he would And have. he would have been starving and eventually died. And the same is true in our own lives. We think we are doing the will of the Lord by just sitting around doing nothing, but that is the direct opposite of what he wants us to do. Amen. And it's not a matter of doing something or doing nothing with physical actions or what we think is the right thing to do. It's a matter of being in alignment and obedience to what the Lord has already instructed and said. So for Paul's part in this regard, it was a matter of not trying to save his own life, but letting God take the course and the helm of what was happening and him just walking step by step as in line with the Holy Spirit, as Holy Spirit was guiding him at the moment, but not seeking to make his own way of freedom for himself or to preserve his own life or do what looked like it would be the right answer in the natural. 
You know, as a young person, I read this and I would always see that I, in my mind, Paul was at fault in this. And I go, look, they said <laughs> they wanted to release him and all of these things. But in reality, I would say, no, they didn't. Because the, the truth of what they wanted to do was to turn him over to the Jews. Mm-hmm. And essentially wash their hands of it. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, and you, you can see that by what their initial actions were. And yes, there is the element of justice that goes, man, he really didn't do anything deserving of death. But, right, these are people that are used to living by bribery by by pomp and circumstance and all of those things. So it's easier, especially in the political arena, to uh, grease a palm, if you will, and and pacify your, um, let's see, your... Uh, constituents? Uh, no, not it wasn't the constituents. It was the people that were in power within the Jews to, to buy some sense of cooperation from them in the future, from people who, who are deemed to have some semblance of power and authority over the constituents, the bigger, larger group of people. Um, but in this, the hand of God is going, doesn't matter what they say with their lips. It doesn't matter what you think. It's God really orchestrating the path for Paul and the people around him are having their own opportunities to either align with the father or not. They're making their own choices, but the simple appearance of words mean nothing. And if we know anything about the character and nature of our God, he is not moved by that. He knows the thoughts and intents of every heart, every action, every, he knows every motivation all the time. And what he committed to, to Paul was to keep him safe mm-hmm. and to get him to Rome, not to release him so that he could walk to Rome or that he could take himself there. Right. He said he yes. would keep him safe and get him where he called him to be. My love, you had something you wanted to say? I I did. And it kind of goes along with what you were saying on the pomp and circumstance, right? So we see in this section of scripture how now Agrippa, who we've talked about this in in some of the previous episodes, who he is or was, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He was a classmate of Caesar. He was one of his most trusted generals, right? Now, he's also the daughter, or sorry, he is the father to Felix's wife, Drusilla. And here he is arriving, starting in, uh, I believe, verse 13, talking about uh, he's traveling with Bernice. Well, in antiquities, um, in other places, it talks about how Bernice is actually King Agrippa's sister. And here they are, coming to to Felix. And there's all this, as you were saying, honey, pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has opened a door in this and given, I'll say, made an opportunity for Paul to now preach the gospel mm-hmm. to not just King Agrippa, not just his sister, not just his son-in-law and his daughter, mm-hmm. but then there are tons of prominent people in the cities, officials and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a trial for Paul. This is an opportunity to freely discuss the Lord to these individuals. Now, I bring this up because uh, it's important as part of the promise 
right? And, and Acts, Acts 2 says this, right? Acts 2, I believe in verse 39, says, and this is in Peter's speech, right? This mm-hmm. promise, is talking about when he exhorts everyone to repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. He then continues to say, this promise belongs to you and your children and all who are afar off, to all whom the Lord, our God, will call to himself. But this isn't the only time we have seen this happen. Do we not read in Acts chapter 10 about the centurion? Wait, another Roman. And Peter had the vision mm-hmm. and was then sent to this Roman centurion's home. And did the Roman centurion, was he the only one that received Christ? No. no. His whole household. His whole household received Christ. Mm-hmm. And wait, Peter was used in both of these instances and examples that we gave. But how did Peter first come to the Lord? He just got out a fishing boat. Uh, prior to that, actually. So that was when he was called. But if you go to Luke chapter 4, and I bring up Luke because... Luke wrote things in both the chronological and geographical order of events in the life and ministry of Jesus. Okay, so in Luke chapter 4, verse 38 and 39, it talks about how Jesus arose and entered Simon's house or Simon Peter's house, and he healed his mother-in-law. And then in chapter 5, Peter, James, and John, right? They were then called and chose to leave their nets and follow the Lord. So there's a couple things we need to get, right? This is who our Lord is. One. He doesn't just chase down an individual, if you will. His desire, and always has been, is for the entirety of the family. So uh, I say this to encourage you. If you are just coming to the Lord, or if you have been in the Lord for some time, but you have relatives, siblings, sons, daughters, parents even, that do not yet have a relationship with the Lord. Just trust in the Lord. We have not here, he's making an opportunity, clearly, for everyone in, I'll say Felix is household, but if you go by rank, right, Agrippa. Everyone in Agrippa's household now has, and not just them, but we're just looking at the household for right now, right, has the opportunity to receive Christ. To hear about our Lord and Savior, Jesus, from Paul. Mm -hmm. And Matthew 24, um, 14 says this, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Exactly. You know, and just when we look at this, sometimes it's um, easy to focus in and go, this was Paul's ministry, and look what Paul had the opportunity to do, because... 
the Lord wanted to use Paul and people got to hear the gospel <laughs> through Paul. And then we focus in on that. But really, if we take our seat with, with our Lord and Savior in heavenly places and we look at this, just as King Jesus was about the Father's business in the earth, this is the Father's business going on. Amen. The Lord is the one who set the standard and the boundary and the metric. He's going about his business of preaching the gospel in all in all the earth, um, in, in all the world as a witness to all the nations. That's what's happening here. And the Lord knows exactly where people are, who they are, and the time that he has um, ordained for the word of God to be preached to them. So this wasn't Paul's spectacularness happening, mm-hmm. even though Paul did have to cooperate with the Lord. He did have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and stay in place. But Paul could not have thought this plan up if he wanted to. If he sat up all night and all day and put his brain to work and sweat, sweat, sweaty sweat drops all day long, he could not have come up with this plan. This is God ordained. This is God being about his plan in the earth. So when we look at him, and that's the Lord, to receive him in the fullness of who he is, we go, okay, Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see that you're working what's your good pleasure in the earth, and I get to be a part of it. So I want to I do what you've asked me to do, and I want to fulfill all that you have given me the opportunity to participate with you. But I realize at the same time and at the foremost, the preeminence is yours. You are about the Father's business. Holy Spirit is about the Father's business. So this plan is solely and purely about the Father's business, and I have been incorporated into it. Amen. And so we've we've given three examples here, right? And yes, you talked about this is Paul's ministry, but we gave two examples concerning Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll say one example concerning Peter and and the Roman centurion, and one concerning Peter with Jesus and Jesus's ministry. Mm-hmm. But let's not let's not so easily forget. Then did not the same thing happen with Jesus and Zacchaeus? He went to his house, and did not Zacchaeus and his whole family get saved? I believe so. That's the one that was hiding in the tree, right? Yes, Zacchaeus in the tree, yes. So there's a fourth example. And, and I'll give you a last one. Now, this one took time, right? Jesus and his own earthly, natural family. What does it say about them through Scripture? That they were in opposition to him. But yet we have James... Later, uh, in in the book of James, who was Jesus' brother and was the head of the church in Jerusalem, and and what is he doing? He's writing and and I'll say testifying of the Lord. But what he learned from about the Lord through his brother, who was the Lord, of course. All right, let's not forget that. But you see that same principle: the promises for all, for everyone. You have to receive it for you. Mm-hmm. So the promise of salvation is for Absolutely. everyone. But then on the other side of that, the promise that the Lord will use whoever he wills mm-hmm. or whoever will participate with him. Amen. And that's the bigger thing. That's for you as well. So it's not just relegated to the apostles that we see in the Bible that God could use. And it's not just relegated to people that you think are important or that seem special. They seem like they have something different than what you have. All you need is a willing heart and faith in God. And that's what James writes about. Exactly. Throughout his book, it's it's believe God, have faith in God, and then let that faith that you say you have in your heart permeate through your actions. And so that all of your being is giving the same testimony that you believe God. Amen. 
But and even in the examples that were given, you see here in Paul, there's the the highest of the high in society. Zacchaeus was considered the lowest of the low and even an outcast from his own people and nation and society. Worse than the sinners is how he was considered. Not saying it was right, but that was, that was people's perspective and opinion of him. When no doubt his family received much of that same backlash, right? Yes. And you have everywhere in between. The Lord's promises for salvation for everyone who would believe. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes time because some everyone for their own self has to, I'll say, believe and confess. And, and I'll say, lay hold of the promise that he's already put out there. But understand this about our Lord. Yes, the promise is first for you. But it was already in his plan and it's always been part of his plan that the family matters, that the family is important. And he desires to have the whole family brought in and ultimately re-enter the heavenly community. Amen. He said he wished that none should perish. But that all would have eternal life. (laughs) And you see that exact thing, I'll say, demonstrated here, confirmed even here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyone else have anything else they want to share or comments? Well, very quickly, that as you're speaking, the Lord was asked to show me inside of um, verse 22. Then Agrippa said, Hephaestus, I would like to hear this man myself. Tomorrow he said, you shall hear him. And we have to realize that this was Agrippa going forward willingly. He wasn't forced to listen to Paul. Um, like we see Felix, he kind of had to because they're bringing the case against him. Mm-hmm. But for Agrippa, this was an opportunity for him to understand the lord and it was a choice that he had to willingly make and along with all the people with him um dad you were saying this was not a trial for paul this was just paul talking Uh to the people about it Mm -hmm. and talking to agrippa specifically and we can see that they had to have a willingness in order to even be there and Mm -hmm. mommy you always say that the holy spirit's what draws men unto repentance not our angry browbeating or the goodness our of God. eloquence mm-hmm. in speech mm-hmm. but it's what the lord has already done inside of them that draws them towards him mm-hmm. and we're just the vessel that brings the message to them further amen and this is the lord knocking on the the door of the heart of agrippa this is a knock 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 on the door similar to when he had the burning bush for moses it intrigued him, it interested him, he turned aside to look. But what he does from this point of hearing the word preached, hearing the will and the message of the Lord is totally on him. But this is God knocking at the door of his heart, giving him a chance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. And we all have that same choice. and not, Well, same opportunity to make a choice. Will we choose Christ and will we live for him or not? I encourage you to do so. Strongly encourage you to -hmm. receive the fullness of everything the Lord has for you and for your life and your family. Mm -hmm. Standing in the gap for them. Mm -hmm. And don't wait for a special when it looks like this, when it sounds like this, when I feel this way, the moment that he knocks is your chance. This is so knock knock knock. I was gonna say so right now. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. Amen. And believe God, He'll take care of the family. He'll take care of the details. But you get in the door. Amen. Let's pause there for today. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? 
I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you that you're the ones that draw us into repentance, Lord, and that you give us a chance to accept you, Lord, and that you do so willingly, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is the one who takes your message to us, Lord, and who gives us your words, Lord. And we just thank you that he is with us always, Lord, to help us understand everything, Lord, whether it pertains to our spiritual life, Lord, or our natural life, but that you have the answers to it all, Lord, and that you're relevant everywhere. Lord, we also just thank you that we have the opportunity to come before you, Lord, and to be your sons and daughters, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for a newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.